0: Hey, everybody, and God bless. This is Pastor Jonathan. Welcome to the Church of Jubilee podcast. I pray that this week's message may bless you, that it may encourage you, and that it may motivate you to stand as we are all called to stand for the Word of God. On the way to the island of Pathos, Saul and Barnabas encountered a sorcerer that was totally and completely against What they were seeking to do. And it was was the enemy's way of stopping them in their tracks. Trying to destroy what the assignment that God had called them for. But thanks be to God. That God is greater than anything that the enemy will ever throw at us. And God is greater than anything you ever face. Saul and Barnabas did not run. They did not run from this this sorcerer and the spirits that he carried. But what they did do instead is they intently looked at him, and they focused on what he was and who he was, and they exposed this work of darkness, and they exposed this man and the spirits that were within so that this famous person that was with them, this governor, the proconsul, uh, so that he could receive the word of God that was to be given to him and to the people that they were going to. Along your journey, though, you're going to run into some problems. You're going to run into some opposition. Uh, You know, we live in a time where things are getting even more crazier. The evil was increasing at an an alarming rate. And... Sometimes you're going to run into some people that aren't going to always think like you and they're going to call you out and they're going to tell you something that to believe a certain way that isn't aligned with the word of God. But I'm here to encourage you today that you do not have to be intimidated by the enemy. You need to be like Saul and Barnabas. Take a stand and be called to stand and stand in the word of God and expose darkness for what it is you have to expose it by the word of God and let God the way Saul told the man Elimas, he said let the, that the hand of the Lord would be upon him let the hand of the Lord be upon those that oppose the word of God and that oppose you in the precious name of Jesus of course I pray that you are blessed by this week's message share it please let us know if you're blessed by it um. Don't be those silent people. Let us know. You know, throw a comment in there. Share it on Facebook if you have to. Whatever you want to share it. But let us know uh, if it's blessing your life or not. But we thank God for you and we thank God for you tuning in this week. God bless you. I've entitled my message today called "To Stand." Now, you may have been thinking to yourself, you know, I think we heard a similar message of this. I guarantee you this is a different message, but it it has the same principle in mind in that, as we are, are called to stand amongst everyone else, okay? And I want you to grab this because this is so important to understand. We're living in a time that I've been preaching about for a while that we live in a time where the Word of God no longer to many people is the Word of God. We're living in a time where people want to do whatever they want to do. They have their own desires. They have their own passions. They believe they know what the Word is, but they're truly far from the Word. Amen. And we live in this moment where we have, um, you know, major decisions being sought and being made upon decisions that impact life of, inborn, I mean, you know, of infants, unborn children. We have, we have, um, we're experiencing times nowadays where the hate level has increased at a tremendous rate. There is hate crimes being committed at an all crazier rate than it was before. And in addition to that, we have now a different type of lifestyles that are different from the Word of God that don't honor and bring glory to God. And this is all becoming, whether you choose to believe it or not, it is something that is already happening in the, in the Senate and the Congress and House of Representatives and the legislature that we have in the country. But it's not specific to the United States only. It's across the world. So I want you to know, I'm gonna give you some background. We find a story here where Saul and Paul, I'm sorry on Barnabas. Saul, by the way, like I preached last Sunday, was named Paul. That was his name. It was Saul and Paul, they're the same person. But the word of God refers to him in this set of scripture as Saul. So just so you will know, Paul and Saul are the same person. So Saul and Barnabas have been called to work you know, God gave them a special calling to go out and to go preach the Word of God. And they were appointed specifically, they were were prayed for by the prophets and teachers so you know that the anointing of God was with them because the Word of God said that they prayed for them and they laid hands on them. When you pray for somebody you lay hands on them, you're declaring a certain anointing of the Holy Spirit to be upon their life. Hallelujah. That they're not just anybody that you're telling God God, you have ordained these people and I pray in the name of Jesus that you're going to do your wheeling them amen so they were sent by the Holy Spirit according to verse 4 they were sent by the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit says I need you to separate these two men and I need them to go fulfill a purpose hallelujah amen So, and then Paul and Barnabas have been touring the area, just so you'll know. They've been touring around the area, and God appoints them to go into this one area. And, um, you know, just so you'll know, in the process, they have been preaching the Word of God. How many of you preach the Word of God today? How many of you preach the Word of God in your lives, period, is what I'm trying to say, right? Everybody should have their hand up, amen. I didn't mean literally today. (laughs) So I'm referring to how many of you have actually, your mission is to preach the Word of God. And to take the gospel of Christ and say, hey, let me share something with, about you, about the Jesus Christ that I serve. Hallelujah. Let me share something about the way God can change lives. But they encounter this, this, this problem, if you would consider it, or some kind of, you know, issue. They arrive at, the, at this island, and the first thing they encounter... And listen to the way the word, I believe that everything the word of God says is very unique. God doesn't do things just because he just puts words there. He said in the word of God, a certain sorcerer, a certain sorcerer named Bar-Jesus, also known as Elimus. When the Bible refers to somebody being specific or certain, that's because there was a reason for that. There had to have been some, this, I imagine that this sorcerer was pretty powerful in the dark, in the world of darkness. I, I had to imagine that he, he had some fame around him. He was known for being this wizard sorcerer. If you don't know what a sorcerer is, it is also known as a wizard. Somebody who practices magic, okay. Not, there's no such thing as godly magic. It's the Holy Spirit that works. But if they're on the other side, they consider it black magic white magic all kinds of magic okay but the idea is that this sorcerer was somebody of importance to the enemy he was a big dog he was somebody important you want to know how i'm going to read i'm going to show with you share with you in just a bit and I must make note that this word certain is very specific and I am led to believe that, that he probably had some type of rank in the, in the kingdom of darkness. He had some kind of position because if we read about it closely, you'll realize that the pre who was the guy that he was with, wasn't just anybody himself. The pre just to break it down, is pretty much what you would call a vice governor not the governor because the council was only the governor but he was a pro council when he was a vice governor kind of like your not your second in command when the governor's not there your person the next person takes over this is who this man was that this sorcerer was with so we understand that this man was important this man can make and declare an act of war in the absence of his governor of the governor not being there these the, the pre-council and the council were elected officials. Okay, I'm going somewhere with this. Bear with me. Just giving you a little bit of the background. They were elected officials that were elected by the people. So no, they weren't the emperor, but they were somebody in power, somebody who was big. Does it shock you that the sorcerer, that the enemy has certain people in high positions to influence the people that make decisions? Does that kind of shock you a little bit? It shouldn't come as a shock to you because what I want to show, share with you in the Word of God there is that there was a purpose that the enemy had appointed this sorcerer to this man who made decisions. Okay, you with me? So it was important to understand that the second the man that who had second highest command according to the you know the, the area they lived in, it said the Word of God says he was an intelligent man. Why would An intelligent man fall prey to a sorcerer. Why would somebody who has it all together, is pretty intelligent, studied, why would he want to know and and, and have somebody that accompanies him that does not honor God? Why would it be so important if he's so smart? Because the enemy, let me just share with you, if you don't already know, the enemy is full of deceit. The enemy will lie and he'll deceive you. He is the master deceiver of all this earth. And what I want you to get from that is that there are certain things that look like it's good. But a lot of times when you test it with the spirit, it's not good. Amen. So isn't that amazing that although, you know, the, the, you know here we come and find out that Paul and, and, and or Saul and Barnabas are making this trip. And then all of a sudden the first thing they encounter is this sorcerer and this man. You want to talk about the enemy, not want to give up territory? That's a perfect example. They had to get to a place, but before they could get to the place, they had to overcome the obstacle that was in their way. And I find it amazing that although the devil and his little minions, okay, that's what I like to refer to them, you know, because they're nothing but minions. Uh, you know, they've been feeding this man, this intelligent man, they've been feeding him with something something like a, 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 false, a, a fraudulent false power. They want him, they've made him believe that, that, hey, you know what? Our ways are, is the right way. Doesn't that sound kind of familiar? Stop for a moment. What kind of world do we live in where now good is bad and bad is good? What kind of, what kind of world do we live in where the politicians of the world sometimes have no care for the word of God and, and, and they have no reverence and fear of God that they make decisions that don't honor God? It's not too far from what our time is, from what we know. But here he is. He's, this sorcerer is producing, you know, prophecies and counterfeit works because the devil is a counterfeit. You understand that? The devil is a counterfeit. He's a false god. You know, he, he, he tries to make it look like, 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 he, like you know, it's good and it's, and it's from God. But at the end of it all, it's never even close to being from God. So here he is amongst this false prophet. But guess what he does, though? He says, I, I want to hear, Brother Jake, from Saul and Barnabas. There's something that they've been preaching that I've heard that I want to hear from. Why would somebody who has uh, uh, all the prophecies and false prophet and doctrines that he, in his mind, he thinks it's what it is. But he hears about a certain doctrine that has healing inside. He hears about a certain doctrine that has deliverance inside. He hears about a certain doctrine that says, the God that I serve is greater than the God that you serve. And he says, what, you know, give me those guys. I want to know whatever it is they're preaching about because there's something that's drawing me towards that. And the devil starts to panic. The devil starts to panic. He starts saying, you, you know, I, I, sorcerer, you got to do something. I can imagine that's uh, the conversation that's happening. And, and he's still, you know, he's still seeking to know the true word of God. Hallelujah. And let me share with you that the true word of God will not go void. The reason why it attracts you to it is because it's designed to attract you to it. Because the more you learn of the word, the more you know the Lord. Hallelujah. The more you know the Lord, the more you live by his standards. The more you stay, go by his standards, the more your life is blessed. There's something that's always going to draw you to that. You may think, oh, I just like reading the Word of God. It's like a story. It has a lot of stories, Brother Eddie. Tons of stories. But in reality, it's your spirit saying, I need to be fed. I'm hungry. I need some Word in me. Hallelujah. So we become looking that it's still not enough, that whatever he's had and whatever this false prophet has told him, it still isn't enough. Because no matter what the devil does, how hard he tries, he'll never be enough to the God that we serve. Hallelujah. He'll never match the love that you can get from him, the pleasure you get from serving God, you'll never be able to get it from the enemy. Because he'll pick you up and he'll slam you on the ground. But verse 8 says that, Elamus, the sorcerer, withstood, which is another word for resisted. He resisted them seeking. But let's guess what happens. Pay very close attention to what the word of God says. He resists them and he and he seeks to turn away not Saul and Barnabas, but the preconsul. Something Happens that you got to catch right here in this moment. He didn't attack the men of God who carries the power of God, who was filled with the Holy Spirit. Instead, he goes, I'm going to go for the guy who does not have the Holy Spirit, the guy who they're trying to reach, the person that they're trying to minister to. I'm going to come to him. Why is it that we live in a world where many of the people that we speak to about God, there's some that are searching God and they'll say, Man, that was great. But there's others that say, I don't want to serve your God. I don't know about that. I'm not into the religion. I'm not, I'm, a, I'm an atheist or I'm a this guy or I'm a, I believe in, you know, three gods or I believe in a God of, you know, Sheba or, or I believe in Gandhi or whatever you want to believe in. Why is it that they're, they're, they don't get it? Why is it that they, if it's a word of God and it's so powerful, why don't they receive it? Because there's some elamas, there's some, there's some works at, at be, some powers that are stopping them from receiving the word. You getting where I'm going now? When Saul and Barnabas came to this island to go to the place they were supposed to be, they had to first encounter this struggle and rebuke this struggle, cast it out, call it out, expose it so that they can get to the soul. You got to be called and you're called to stand. So why would somebody who has the truth seek to turn away from the faith that they thought they knew because it wasn't true faith. It was counterfeit. You ever realize, you know that, I'll share this with you. That the devil, the devil is, I call him the enemy, I interchangeably that. I interchange those words all the time. But he's either or, he's one or the other, or both of them. But he seeks to make things look like they're from God. Have you ever been in that situation where you want something so bad that you're like, oh, God, I, I hear you. I want it. And God's like, no, I'm not going to give that to you. No, 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 God. I know I feel you, God. I'm going to make it happen. And you make it happen, and guess what happens? It's a disaster. And then you're humbled through it. You're like, God, why did you leave me? He's like, I never left you. You just didn't listen to me. But you believed something that wasn't there, but you wanted it so bad. Just a side thought there, though. But here's what I want you to know. That when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, when the God that you serve, you and I serve, the Lord Jesus Christ, when, whenever we encounter anything that opposes him, we are called, according to the word of God, to take a stand. If you know that you have the Word of God and it dwells in you, you won't have a problem taking a force and stepping up and saying, I'm not going to come at you and attack you, but I'm going to stand on what I believe because I know it to be true. Hallelujah. And I know that unless we call you out, Elamus, you sorcerer, whatever you want to call yourself, unless we call out what's working in you, I can't get to the people that I need to get to. Because we have to learn to fight and stand in the Word of God. Hallelujah. Now more than ever, you must stand for something because of If you don't, you'll stand for nothing. Hallelujah. And I'm here to encourage the church and the body of Christ that there's going to come a time when you got to stand up before everybody. You may be the fool that everybody says, ha-ha, look at that guy, but you stand. But you stand and say, look, you can laugh, you can hate me, you can, you, can, you can say whatever you want to say about me, but I'm going to give you the word of God. I'll tell you that right now. And in this word, it's not my word, it's God's word. And yes, it's going to hurt just a little bit, but what it's going to do for you, it's going to restore your life. And after you get done with some of the pain and dealing with that, guess what's going to happen? Then I'm going to know you're God because I'm going to feel the love, that love that God gives, hallelujah. But the enemy recognizes. He knows who you are. If the enemy doesn't fear when you're around because of how God is moving in your life, then there's something wrong. Because when these people, when, when Saul and Barnabas encountered this, this sorcerer, he didn't, like I mentioned, he didn't go to, the, to them and say, come on, let's have a battle. Let's, let's battle it out. Your God against my God. Yeah, Right. He's, he turned, tried to turn this man away from the faith. So whatever Paul, uh, Saul, uh, Saul and Barnabas were talking to him about and ministering to him, this guy was trying to say, no, 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 that's not right. That's not true. No, 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 that's not true. Remember the things I did for you? Remember how I did this for you? Remember what I told you I could give to you? That's not true. Don't believe him. Don't believe them too. There's always a battle for the innocence of God. Hallelujah. Those people that need the Lord. Amen. And I just love this part that I, you know, I have in my notes here and I I, I just, I was thinking there and I was like, I just love how God in the end wins. (laughs) He's going to win no matter what the enemy does. No matter how big and bad the enemy thinks he is, how big and bad he tries to make himself look, all the fame that he thinks he can have, in the end God wins. That's it. His story's already written. Hallelujah. And I want you to be encouraged today to know that the God you serve is greater than the enemy that is out there. The Word of God says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. If you understand that principle, the next time an Elamus comes up to you, you're going to say, you know, I recognize what's working in you. I rebuke and bind you in the name of Jesus. I cast you out of the way. Get out of my way so I can get to what I need to do. I have to get to an assignment and that assignment has to be dealt whenever it's time but if you're in my way I need you to get out of my way and then you'll say but not by my power but the God that I serve because God is greater I said God is greater he's greater than anything you'll face hallelujah so this sorcerer and his little family or whatever darkness little crew that he has Comes and launches a full-scale attack against this man trying to persuade him of the truth. And he and he comes and and you know, I gotta say that when he can't stop the messengers, which is you and I, when he can't stop the messengers, he'll go after the people that's to receive the message. Think about that, let that sit there for a moment. Sometimes you don't realize why it's so hard when you go preach the word of God to somebody and you're like, man, I just feel like I'm up against some things. Absolutely. The devil's not going to give you what's his that easy. But be encouraged because the God you serve will have the victory in the end. Hallelujah. Amen. No matter what you go through, no matter what you struggle with, God says, I am greater. I will be your God and you will be my child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the devil doesn't want anything to do with you and your God. I'll tell you that right now. So it goes for the innocent-minded people. Those who are not fully yet persuaded that God is God. And I'm giving you some background on this and giving you some, some information to take back with you. Because this, there was a meaning why this man had attacked the council, because, this pre-co- the pro Because he knew that if he fought Peter and Paul, or if he keeps saying Peter and Paul, if he, if he fought Saul and Barnabas... He would encounter the God that was behind Saul and Barnabas. He didn't want anything to do with that. And they don't. Amen? Because the word of God says at the name of Jesus Christ, demons tremble. <laughs> at the name of his name, they already tremble already. You don't have to be afraid. But I love what happens next. So if you notice, I want you to know something as the body of Christ. You notice that Saul and Barnabas say, oh my gosh, uh, 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 what's going on here? Oh, I can't do this. Let me go call my shepherd. Let me go call my pastor. Let me me tell him to pray for us so that we can help you. uh, But I can't fight this. They, They did not run back one step. I don't even think they blinked twice about that. Right away, Saul looks at him. And he looks at it intently. The word of God says intently, which means kingly, which means very focused on him. Which means that there was nothing else that was going on at that time besides Saul looking at this guy and saying, I recognize what you are and who you are. And you know what he says? He doesn't run. He, casts, he exposes it. And he calls it out. Hallelujah. But what was the key? That verse 9 says Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit, which means he was filled with the anointing and the Spirit of God. That's who you and I are today. The reason I'm bringing forth this message is because we have been called to stand uh, now more than ever, hallelujah. If you know the truth, why don't you preach it? Why don't you speak about it? Why don't you tell somebody? Is it because we are afraid and and we're afraid to offend somebody? Is that really the case? Or maybe we don't know enough of the word, hallelujah. But whatever it is, God says, I'm calling some Christians, some young men and women, a body of Christ, some believers in Christ to preach and say, stand and I you are called to stand hallelujah you don't have to fear what the enemy tries to make out to be big don't be afraid to be filled with the holy ghost and expose the works of darkness when it sits before you if the word of God says that lying is a sin and it's wrong then lying is a sin and it's wrong there's no such thing as oh Brother Jake, that was a white lie. That was a half lie. I was I was kidding. You know, and everybody's like, Yeah, yeah, that's right, it's a half lie. You expose it. No, it doesn't seem right. The Bible says not to. And you know the truth. But if you are in Christ, you must know that Christ is your defender. For the word of God says that that the battle is not yours, it is of the Lord's. Hallelujah. So you don't have to sit there, you know, trying to think, well, I'm going to go attack somebody. I'm going to go get this this spirit. I'm going to go get this spirit. You don't have to do anything like that. All you got to do is when it comes upon and you need to stand, you stand and say, God, I need you to be my God right now more than ever. And I need you to do what you have to do in this person right now in the name of Jesus. And your God was is faithful to know and to hear. Hallelujah. Then, he, then what Saul does next is he, he, he exposes it. In verse 10 he says, oh, full of all deceit. Deceit meaning lies. It's false. It's counterfeit. And all fraud. You know what? You know, you must know. I'm sure you do. But let me just share with you. Fraud is when you rob somebody of something, but it's, it's not yours to take, first of all, right? And it's a deception. If they say... With the bank, you know, they committed fraud. They took all your money. They took everything from you, but it was never theirs, right? So he tells them, you are this man, you are this spirit that has stolen things that's not yours. You're full of deceit. You've stolen things that's not yours. He says, you're son of the devil, and which is known as being a student, a pupil. And he says, you enemy of righteousness, hallelujah. Will you not cease to pervert the straight ways of the Lord? Let's stop right there. You might think this this message is pretty harsh, Pastor. It's not a harsh message. It's just a call to stand. And I want you to know that there was an encouragement that's going to come about you because when you know the truth, the truth shall set you free. Right? The Word of God says that. Well, we know that the Word of God says, will you not cease to pervert the the straight ways of the Lord? When you talk about perverting the straight ways of the Lord, it's almost like a manipulation of the Word. It's almost like an influential part that is like the word, but it's not completely the word. It's a different kind of word that 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 appeases that appeases the ears and, and makes it feel good and makes it sound great. And it looks all nice and, and great on the outside, but it's perverted. Wake up. Because this is what we're facing, we're dealing with today. Whether you choose to say something about the Lord or not, I guarantee you someone's going to come and tell you, hey, your God doesn't really exist. Why not? Science doesn't prove it. Oh, your God doesn't exist. Why? Because because there's no proof. We came from apes. Or we came because of evolution. And and if you sit there and say, well, that's not my Bible. What does your Bible say? And you're like, "Um, well, uh, um, let me call my pastor. You got to know the word gotta spend time in it amen you gotta spend time in it but he says you all full of all deceit and fraud you son of the devil enemy of righteousness will you not cease to pervert the straight ways of the lord anytime you want to win some souls for the kingdom of god you always have to deal with what's before you and that usually comes in the form of opposition In order for Jubilee to grow, there's certain things that we have to fight against. And I'm not saying we go looking for this problem. But when it comes, we deal with it and say, God, you have your way. God, they need to receive a word. In Jesus' name, give them the word. In Jesus' name, God, they're praying for a miracle in their life. In the name of Jesus, let it be done. God, I need to have someone that's being delivered. God, they've been struggling with some kind of problem. God, I know you are faithful to deliver and do it, God. That's how we stand as Christians, hallelujah. But he didn't run, though. That's what I want you to know. You don't have to run from life circumstances. You don't have to run from what life brings to your plate. You're going to have things along the way they are going to be tough. There are tough people to swallow sometimes. And they're going to hurt. And they may prick you a couple of times. You may pick up something that you don't want. And you stay with it for a while. And you're like, man, I should have never got myself into this mess. But you don't have to run from it. You stand firm. You get called to stand. And you say, in the name of Jesus, I know what you are. And I know what you're trying to do. And I cast you far away from my life and my family's life and our church's life and everybody that's involved. Because you know how the devil does it. I'm gonna hit some. I'm gonna hit some uh, some points here that you're probably gonna recognize. The devil's strategy is to intimidate. What does it mean by intimidate? It means intimidation is a form of stopping you from doing something because it's like almost like a threat to you. Here's where I'm going with this. Facebook and social media has added an all-time craziness, right? It's all over the place. You have the good side, you have the bad side, and you have the ones in between, okay? I'm not against social media because I believe that when it's used properly, it can be effective. But what we are encountering is just a snapshot of what's happening in the real life. So We have, you know, we have this new way of of thinking sometimes that it's just the enemy's deception that we think if we say this, we're just going to offend somebody. I don't want to offend somebody with my post. I don't want to speak the truth, even though the word of God says, you know, black is black and white is white. Either way in the lettering, it's white and black. But I I don't want to say that because I'm going to offend somebody. I don't want to be who I am because I'm afraid that someone's going to be bothered by it. I don't want to, you know, preach the word of God and share with them love because I'm afraid I'm going to be criticized or judged. Or the moment you start speaking about the word of God, you're instantly a judger. Amen? You can't be intimidated by these these powers at B. you got to stand firm and you got to expose them. Hallelujah. And that's what I want you to know. That today you and I are sitting here today, standing here today, listening to this word. Because God wants you to stand. God says, I'm looking for a church who is not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power unto men and salvation unto those who all receive and are calling upon the name of Jesus. So I tell you, the next time you see something that doesn't align itself with the Word of God, you got to be like Saul and Barnabas. you got to say, this isn't right. So what if you lose friends? So what if we lose people along the way? Maybe they weren't our friends truly. Because if you stand firm in the Word of God, I, I, I dare you. I mean, man, when it gets to heaven, I would love to sit down and talk to the apostles and say, how many friends did you really have? How many friends did you have? They'd probably be like, honestly... It's <laughs> just Jesus. <laughs> right? Why? Because they stood for righteousness. Because they stood that any time, and you might be thinking to yourself, that's pretty messed up, Pastor. You're asking us to be confrontational. Well, let me tell you about the apostles. Any time they stepped foot in a city, or Jesus did, you know what he first had to do? Usually he had to cast out a demon. He had to cast out and deal with something. Why? Because there, there's forces that are trying to resist us to do the kingdom of, the kingdom of God's work. But were they confrontational? Not in a mean way, like let's fight. But were they bold? Yes. Were they filled with the Holy Spirit? Yes, they were. Were they, were they sure about what they believed in? Yes, they were. were they, did they know that when they began to speak that God was going to work through them? Yes, they did. So what stops us today? What stops you and I? Hallelujah. I stand as the man of God and the authority that God has given me as the, as the leader of this church. And I'll tell you that Jubilee will stand. We will be that church that stands. You know, we can have two people sitting here in the pews and if that's all we have, that's okay. Because we're going to stand on the word of God. But I'll tell you one thing, that God's not going to leave you just there. If you go minister and you start just telling somebody about God, I, I think Sister Asenith shared some stories or, or Valerie too. One of you guys shared, ladies shared something with me. You just start seeing the, the power of God move in them. Like when you start talking about God to somebody, they're just kind of like, "I'm interested. I'm interested." What, OK. Oh, so God does that. Can he help me?" <laughs> Can he be my God? Absolutely. Can he be the lover of my soul? Absolutely. Can he be what everything that you say and describe is that God is the good part of God? Can he be that for me? Yes, he can. And yes, he will. All he requires is you to know more of him, accept him, and live according to his word. Amen? Amen. But pastor, I don't think it's our place to take a stand. In a political world, Hmm. you know, I'm not very big into politics, but when the politics steps into the Bible and the biblical reign of what we believe, then we got to stand amen when the bible is being persecuted and when people start coming against what i believe and know to be true the true word of god and god says to live by the word by the way and they come against us then we got to take a stand political or not political whatever you want to call me you call it how it is you can call me whatever you want to call me but i believe that if it's not in here or if it's against this i will stand i know i may hurt your feelings a little bit i know i may make you feel bad but let me tell you i'm only doing it because I love you just like when you preach the word of God to somebody who does not know God you preach it and you're not meaning wrong for them and they may walk away saying man that kind of hurt I don't know if I want to talk to him again he kind of made me feel a little oh I just like I'm wrong or something but then they'll come back and say "But you know what I know I need to change amen you can't run you cannot run from the enemy. Don't let them intimidate you. Don't let them think that you're not strong enough. First of all, none of us are strong enough. You know what makes us strong? It is he that is in me. Hallelujah. That's what gives us the strength and the power. Hallelujah. But the devil is a fraud. Let me say it again. The devil is a fraud. You know what? The, I, I love this part of the scripture. Um, the word of God says that the devil is like a roaring lion. Did you get that? The devil is like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion, Brother Raoul, but he's like a roaring lion. He's a counterfeit, he's a fraud. He's a, I want to be one day. He's an almost, hallelujah, but he's not the Lion of Judah, hallelujah, that we serve. There is only one lion, and his name is Jesus Christ, and he is the true king, hallelujah. He is the Lion of Judah. He is the first, the last, and who is to come. There is only room for one lion in this place, hallelujah, and that is the king that we serve, hallelujah. Give the Lord a round of applause for that. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe God is speaking to someone today. Hallelujah. I know that even though the devil's trying to make himself look all pretty and fancy and he's offered all these things, that someone says, I know what you're doing. And I'm going to deal with you as Saul and Barnabas did, dealt with that Elamis guy. The hand of the Lord is upon you. And you know what happens next? The, a dark mist falls upon the sorcerer and he's blind. Don't be intimidated, church. Stand firm, hallelujah. You are called to stand, hallelujah. God needs you to, to stand and believe, be a believer that is not a wavering believer. Where they believe one day, they don't believe the next day. Be strong, hallelujah. Be courageous, hallelujah. For the Lord goes with you. One thing that I must call out is that Saul and Barnabas, they had the anointing. Okay, don't let the the word anointing be carried carelessly. Because when someone is anointed, the enemy knows who it is. They know who you are. When you walk in your anointing, the enemy knows, oh snap, here comes this guy. What does he want with us? What is he going to do? What is he going to say? What is he going to say? The enemy knows anointing when he sees it. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're anointed, hallelujah, it automatically brings a confrontation. Look at the way Jesus Christ. Every single time, I've mentioned this already, but i got to stress the point, that he went into a city. The anointing that he had with him was enough to have the demons cry out and say, what do you want with us? And he's like, I didn't know you were there. Let's deal with you right now. You came upon, here in my way, get out of my way. Let's deal with you, get out of here. Because when you're anointed... And when you have the Holy Spirit and you begin to live in Jesus Christ and him live in you, then you begin to understand that it's the power that's in you that they're scared about. The closer you are to Jesus Christ, the more you read his word, the more you live, the more of his light reflects. The more that light comes around, you're walking by saying, oh, what's wrong with you? What do you want with me? Get out of here. I don't got time for you. I got to get to the real deal. But pastor, that's just wrong. You're preaching confrontation. You're being confrontational, pastor. I'll tell you this, that anytime, time, you know, that Paul and the disciples also, when they spoke, they would always bother somebody. I don't know if you noticed that. You ever catch that, that the people would get mad? Like the, the people who received it, received it. And they were like, man, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. But there were those other people, Brother Jake, that were in the corner of there why is it, why is god healing on the sabbath day that's against our laws it's against the rules it's right here it's written you can't heal on the sabbath day and god tells them wouldn't you be more happier that i healed somebody versus your laws and mandates but you don't want to be you don't want to come out and say the truth huh we have got to stand we've been called to stand and if a preaching based on the word of god it bothers you it's an anointing that is convicting you but it draws you to him not to us it's nothing it has we sang it earlier sister becky didn't we say it's not about us it's about you It's about you, God. It's about your love. It's about the way you love, but you love us, and you love us to care for us, and and you show us your ways, and your ways are what help guide our lives. And when we are in the Lord, guess what happens? Yeah, we have problems, but it's nothing that we can't handle. But when we step out of that covering, then things start happening. I love how Paul dealt with them. He just didn't say he come out of him. He, he recognized what it was and he called it out. He called it out. He called out the deceit. He called it out. Why though? Because the pre council was listening. You get that? That's why it's important to be the voice in amongst the chaos. You have to be a voice of God. You have to be that, that God, that God given voice that comes from the word of God. And you got to speak in the crowd. They got to be able to hear you to know that God is in you. Because they'll know by the way God works in your life. Because the word of God says, the last part of the scriptures, by the way, says that after that had happened, it says, then the preconsul believed. Why? When he saw, saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. How do you conduct yourself? When you're amongst the crowd. How do you live? Do you live to honor and please God? Because they're they're watching you. Your life should be a testimony. And I'm glad that you're sitting here today listening. Because I believe God is encouraging you. Saying, hey, you ready to take a stand? You ready? Because I need you. I need more people of mine to be leaders in the influential places. I need people that love me and know my word that when they come against the crowd, they say, "Look, you can say whatever you want to say about my God, but let me share something about my God and who he is with me. Who he is in my life." Amen. We expose the works. I want to just tell you this too. Don't be afraid. Don't get intimidated because the word gave a promise and it said that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I said no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You can bring on what you want to bring on. The enemy and his little minions can come along. They can make themselves look bigger than they are. They're not. But I'll tell you one thing that I know my God says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And upon this rock I will stand. You want to know why I'm so crazy about what I'm preaching? Because I know that you're going to need this word one day. That you're going to have to come encounter somebody that's going to believe different from you. And in the midst of it all, there's a soul that is saying, I want to know of God. But I can't because there's an elamus in my way. And you're going to have to get that and call it and say, get out of the way. And let the Lord handle you in the name of Jesus. Get out of the way. And then guess what's right behind them? Let me just talk to you about the love that God has for you, brother. Sister, Hallelujah. If we can get the children, let us stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can't believe everything you hear. And I want to encourage you today as your pastor, as the shepherd, I want to encourage you today. lost in in a good way, in the word of God. Find your way. Let God be that. You want to know how to live? Seek the word. Seek it. And anytime you feel well, I think or I feel, ask God, God, wait a second. What do you say? How do you feel about this, God? How do you feel about me going and evangelizing? Or how do you feel about me doing this? Or how do you feel about this position I want to get, God? And, And wait on God. can't be silent church you can't we can't afford it you can't afford it babies are now being legalized to be aborted drugs are being considered to be legal some drugs now you can't be silent you know the beautiful thing about living in our day today's time is that God chose you God chose you to live in today, to be a part of the last part of the revival, to be a part of the last great revival that this earth would have. He said, I need them, you and I. He says, I need them to preach my word, to be true children of my word, to know my voice, that when I speak, when I call, they listen and they hear. Hallelujah, Jesus. Read the Bible. Believe the Bible. Live according to the Bible. Live according to the way God wants you to live. It's worth it, church. It's worth it. Some of you have been going through some hard times. Some of you have been dealing with some things in your life. Some of you might walk away from this conversation, this preaching here, thinking to yourself, man, that was... That's a little harsh. But I want you to know something. That through the confrontation, through the harshness, God says, it's just, I want to love you. But I gotta deal with some illnesses in your life to get to you. I gotta expose some things in your life that hurts. I gotta get rid of some things inside you that's gonna hurt. So that I can restore your life. So that I can bless your life. So that I can show you that I am the God of love. And the love that loves like no other. Hallelujah. I want you to pray for your church. Pray for your pastor. Pray for us. We need all the prayer we can get. Pray for the body of Christ. All those that aren't in this church. All the ones that are out there and they're preaching the word of God. Let's pray for them. If you, if you have not studied enough.